This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Manushaman is up next, where we talk about Cubs in jail. But first, listen to this other great OPI show. I'm Sam. I'm Kimmy. And it's Tommy. And Friends Gets Cancelled, we're going to say all the words we can't say. Starting with... On fucking Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Mission with Rick and Dave. Hey, back, Whoa. back again. We, we missed a I whole am, week last week uh, because of technical issues, but those technical issues have been resolved, and here we are. By our crack IT and production department, Sam and Tony went to the rescue. I got a package from Amazon of some a couple of new spanking new, I think the kids call them SD cards. Is that what they're <laughs> called, Rick? Yes, that's right. So, and I've yeah. got this, and everything is going great. I got my little meter going right now, my little voice, that little, you know, that little bar that keeps going up and down. Everything is perfect, I think. So a tip of the cap to the boys back in the shop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Union workers, I believe, Rick. <laughs> We're all union here. Uh, yes. You know, uh, you so- may have a new SD card, but you know what I have? Hmm. I have what? a TV in the garage. I got it all hooked up this week. I was going to, in fact, I got it hooked up about a week ago. My son, Sean, is on spring break, and he figured out how to hook it up. And we were all going to excitedly watch NCAA basketball together out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then our fighting Illini showed up on a day and weren't fighting so much. And we decided uh, that the uh, March Madness is dead to us. Womp, 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 womp. Yeah, they. Uh, but let me tell you something, yeah, Dave. I have. I've got a TV on the wall. It's a little crappy. It's like a you know 15 incher, but I've got the Roku stick hooked up to it, so I can yeah. watch movies out there. I watch the Cubs game out there. I can I can smoke a cigar while I'm watching TV. Do you, the only thing that's missing, well, you've got you could do number one, no problem, out there by the garage. Yeah. You need a you need something for number two, and then you'll never go back into the house. I would imagine, right? Yeah, that's a good point. That's, you know, right. I've even got a little heater out there now, so when it gets uh, when it gets cold, I just uh, fire up the heater. I I am happy as a friggin' clam out there in the garage. Do you have a little mini fridge? Do you have I have fridge? a full size freezer. So I've got ice out there. Have you had anything, any like a pizza delivered to the garage, <laughs> completely bypassing the the house? Have you done that yet? I did have, you have mail there. I did have a, uh, a pizza guy come here, I think about two weeks ago um, and came all the way down my driveway to the garage and said, pizza. And I thought to myself, wow, there really is a God because I never <laughs> ordered one. But it turns out it's you my next door neighbor who also has the same setup. <laughs> so you so you don't have well remember when we had Nicole Butler, I think her name was, right? The she shed Cheryl? Oh, yeah, sure. 
so you've got like a Rick, you're like Rick Shack garage guy. I right got now. a he what shed. You do. You have a. So, I mean, is your gout okay out there? Because it's cold. I mean, yeah, it's, it's cool still. It's I mean, fine. you know, everything's okay. Flares up a little bit when I'm working on the car. You know, uh, when, when I'm underneath the <laughs> checking out the stuff under the car, you know, like people do, like he men. Hey, <laughs> it looks like your intake manifold is a little weak here, Rick. You might want to. Do they? Do cars even still have an intake I, manifold? I no, and you, you call that a solenoid? Come on. <laughs> do you know why I always flop out the intake manifold why? whenever anybody talks car? Because I remember having a model. Remember when we used to do models? Well, I don't know if you did, but did you do models as a kid? You know, you yeah. got the big box and yeah. you put them on. Um, I did it for like three weeks. It right, just, me too. I didn't have any. <laughs> you know, right. It like, combined all stupid. things I hate. It, it was yeah. a craft. <laughs> it involved like fine motor skills. Yeah. Forget it. I, I hate it. And my cars would. You know, I even used like duct tape. Yeah. yeah, you know, but like the, it, but I remember one of the pieces was an intake manifold, and I just for some reason have remembered that piece. I mean, I don't even know if that's even in cars anymore, but it was back in the seventies. I uh, use uh, those models. I use a uh, um, flam shooter as my say, as yeah. my fake uh, go to, and I got oh. that out of like a uh, a commercial that was on in the eighties uh, locally in Chicago, where a, a plumber was coming in to rip you off. And he goes, yeah, it looks like it's the old flam shooter. And I thought, hey, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm going to remember right. that one. And that's all so I that, got. <laughs> right. So that's your intake manifold. It's my right? intake manifold. All right. Hey, we should well, we should get to some uh, newsworthy minutiae for the people. What do you think about that? Sure. You want me to just flop it? No. Flam shooter it in right now? Or no. Are you gonna, are I've you gonna, got. Okay. I've got something for okay. you. Here we go. Okay. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. All right, what do you got? So, while I'm not comfortable giving you credit for anything yeah. or conveying my admiration for any of your talents, and yeah. you have some talents. Uh, <laughs> well uh, hidden, very well hidden. Uh but I have always been a big fan of your eulogy work. Oh, okay. thank you, thank you. How, how many, how many eulogies have you done? Seventeen. <laughs> Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, uh, so you're basically like the the Dean Kuntz of eulogies, <laughs> right? You're flopping one out every what six months or so. And I apparently live in a family that uh, doesn't have a real good life expectancy. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and I've, I well, what's interesting, I've also been. To quite a few funerals because we've known each other for what almost forty years. I've been to quite a few funerals with you, and I think you could also be referred to as the Siskel and Ebert of eulogies, too, right? <laughs> yeah, no question, no question. You know, you, uh, I you, do you get a little start... judgy when somebody else you know, is doing it. Yeah, you you should start a blog where you just go to random funerals <laughs> and write reviews on the eulogies, right? You know, uh, uh, you know, yeah. I could I could just see it like Sheldon Greenbaum's tribute to his father Morty fell short on so many levels. Was he getting paid by the word? One and a half stars, Rick Kempfer, right? <laughs> the story about the car had no payoff. Yeah, what, what right, were you exactly. thinking of adding that to the? <laughs> yeah, that's how right. it was. So, but anyways, when I saw this story. I thought of you. Um, this is a headline out of Nebraska. 
Smoking hot wife writes viral obituary for her dead sexy husband. Did you see this by any chance? No, I did not. So um, this woman uh, seems like a very, very funny and nice woman. Um, Crystal Saucer. Um, sadly, her husband died. He was only age 42. Ooh. Or I'm sorry, 43 um, of leukemia. So e. sorry to bring down the house. Yeah, not a, a good, you know, n- n- not a good thing. But she wrote this obituary that has gone viral that is really kind of this dark humor um, about her husband. And here are some of the things um, that she said in it. I, I took a couple pieces. We are not positive, but we think the cause of death was either leukemia or more likely being dead sexy. Um, she also said, uh, Eric, well, so what she would do is, I guess he was very sick and they would travel as much as they could during COVID uh, safely. And she would be wheeling him through the airport in a wheelchair and and she just she would yell out move along move along dead sexy guy here dead and she and he hated it so you know so she's so she's just twisting the knife proverbially you know while he's dead um she also mentioned his departure was just in time for him to make a spiritual appearance at every red sox game okay. uh, but the kill but the killer or no pun intended the great line here is um, his passions were his hot smoking hot wife, or his hot or his his smoking hot wife, his brilliant kids fa- and family, his many friends, the Boston Red Sox, and more. So I just really thought that this was a really kind of a nice thing, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. you know, she, this is the way she's dealing with her grief, and it's been shared tens of thousands of times. So obviously, um, it's tapped into something out there. Yeah, exactly. Now, what I love about what I and you being the critic, the eulogy critic, isn't the best part of eulogies when they flop out a little piece of minutia about the person that you may not have known that's kind of quirky? Yeah. Isn't that kind of, yeah. for me, those are their money shots, right, with a eulogy? As long um, as it's got a point. You can't just use it extraneously. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, okay, Ebert. Hold on. Uh, but I thought, you know, God forbid I have to do your eulogy. Okay, so well, I, it's already about, been discussed here in the house, and all three sons have already said it's going to be your job. So prepare really? yourself. Okay, all right. Well, then let me run some of these by you. Oh, okay. And then you could a um, couple things because some of the things we may have even mentioned on the show before, um, and you're going to have to help me figure out how I can weave this into a, you know, into the narrative that would be appropriate for your liking. Yeah, uh, give, give me your notes. Give me your notes, and I'll put it together into a narrative form for you. Okay, well, here, yeah. here are some, here are some broad strokes <laughs> okay. for you. All right, never, never ate a sandwich without a pickle. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Uh, refuse to wear a collar shirt whenever a dress code dictated. Uh-huh. You always refuse the collar shirt, right? Yep. Rebel, I was a uh, rebel. Worst parallel parker ever. <laughs> that is not right? true. I'm, yeah. I'm scratching that off. You don't edit me, pal. This is my time to shine. I, I refuse to allow that one into my obituary. All right. Um, unhealthy love of herring, which may be why you died. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sodium. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Um, you were. You. You were. I'm actually talking like you're dead. Uh, unbelievably condescending when you're tired. Yeah, that's true. I mean, almost. I mean. Real? Has anybody ever told you this? I'm sure oh, yeah, people have a, told you. It's these. a family trait. Uh, it might, um, <laughs> everyone in my family has it. Um, you never preheat an oven, right? Yeah, waste of time. Okay, 
Okay. Uh, remarkable Kermit the Frog impression. Can you Kermit can you the Frog that? here. <laughs> right. Come on. Can, can you, you know what would be funny is, can you, can you, can you tape something that we, I can play at your funeral in the Kermit the Frog voice? Oh, I could do my whole uh, uh, menagerie of voices for you, if you like. Uh, but my final one that I'm going to, I think this is going to be my closer for your eulogy, is in the 80s, you would doodle your initials RJK, <laughs> yeah. and the J would turn into a little microphone, <laughs> and you would do that all day. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. So, so, so those are my broad strokes. Those are my <laughs> learning outcomes, if you will, and I just need you to, to create the lesson plan over it that I can use for your eulogy. Okay. Well, we're going to talk to my boys, and one of them is going to have to take over from you because there's a okay. lot of inaccuracies in that. And, and, and by the way, when we started this show... Did you did you tell me, hey, before the show's over, we're going to be doing your obituary? I don't think you did. Because <laughs> uh, I would have said know. no to that. All right. I have a story well, for you. Yeah. Uh, and this one is going to warm your heart. Cubs pitcher caught with 21 pounds of meth. <laughs> 21 pounds of meth. After driving erratically while drifting back and forth in different lanes going way too fast, Cubs prospect Jesus Camargo was pulled over and subsequently arrested for Class 1 and Class 4 drug felonies in Colorado when officers sniffed out a duffel bag of drugs and cash in the backseat and trunk. In 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 the duffel bags, 21 pounds of methamphetamine and another 1.2 pounds of oxycodone for good measure. Now, I did some math on this, right? Math is not my strength, but I had to look this up. One hit of meth is about 0.1 grams. So 10 hits per gram, right? Okay, yeah. There are 453 grams in a pound, so All right, so that like means 4, there are, 000, yeah, go ahead. 4,500 hits. There's like 4,500 hits or whatever, right? Right. Now times 21 pounds, that's 95,130 hits of meth. That will take care of all the trailer parks in Kentucky for an entire weekend. That is how much 21 pounds of meth is. Lots. But here's the part that's going to warm your heart in addition to a cub going to jail. He's not the first cub who have gone to jail and I've got a little quiz here for you about some of the others would you like to uh, play the game sure all right and some of these are even a little worse than 20 pounds of meth in a bag for instance <clears throat> Don are you gonna Prince play the qu- are you gonna play the quiz jingle <clears throat> oh geez I forgot all about the quiz jingle all right hang on minutia quiz uh hey what didn't have while work. you're doing that let me yeah. check my up oh, the ST card still working on my little oh this is oh my intake manifold is working. We great. are killing it. All right, here's the quiz. Time now for a minutia man. Minutia man. Minutia quiz. All right, Don Prince, former Cubs pitcher, pitched in one inning of one game in September of 1962 against the Mets in the Polo Grounds. Later went to prison. Okay. <laughs> Did he go to prison for A, bank fraud, B, grand larceny, C, jaywalking, or D, attempted murder. 
Well, let me just go over here. I've got an every cub ever available at oh, now you're cards pressed. Um, I actually don't have. Uh, I'd say. See now you threw jaywalking in. This was in the sixties. Yep. No, actually, this happened uh, in the two thousands. Oh, that he went to jail. Yeah. Or um, yeah. I want to say. I'll, I'll throw out a bank fraud. No, he, he's an attempted murderer. He tried to hit yeah. a. He tried to hire a hitman to kill two people, but sadly for him, the hitman was an undercover FBI agent, and he died in prison. That's Don Prince. Okay, <laughs> Manny Sion pitched for the Cubs in September of 1978. He was a reliever we acquired in the Jose Cardinal trade with the Phillies. All right, why was he later arrested? Ready? Was it a oh. bank fraud? B Grand larceny, C, jaywalking, or D, kidnapping. All right, so the difference here is kidnapping. I'm trying to get into the head of a Rick Kemper. I think he would think, okay, I changed that, so he's leading me toward kidnapping, but he put jaywalking in there. But that, I'm going to say jaywalking. It's kidnapping. He and his friend okay. kidnapped, no! kidnapped, a, kidnapped the friend's cousin, robbed them, and he was later se- sentenced to seven years of probation for his role in the kidnapping plot. All right, Mel Hall. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Seven years of probation? You mean he didn't even go into the clink? No, because he was really kind of the side man. The other guy was another major leaguer, Mark Lamangolo or Lemangelo or something like that. Uh, yeah. Huh. Mel Hall. Remember Mel Hall? I, I actually do remember Mel Hall. He played for the Cubs from 1981 to 1984. Pretty good player. Finished third in the oh. balloting for Rookie of the Year. After his playing career, however, ended up in jail. What was he? A man who defrauded banks? A specialist in grand larceny? A jaywalker? Or a sexual predator? So I love the way that you kind of reworded the A and B there. Like like you were going to get that through, and I wasn't going to notice that. Um, I didn't feel like coming up with lots of different crimes. <laughs> no, you, you really nailed it on this That's one. That's a lot of work. Uh, well, I'm not going to do Jay Walker anymore because yeah. that's silly. Uh, I'm going to say grand larceny. No, it was a sexual predator. He was a sexual predator. His crimes were so bad, he was sentenced to 45 years in prison where he still resides today. Wow. That's Mel Hall. All right, last one. This one's much more obscure. Terry Larkin. He pitched for the Cubs in 1878 and 1879 and won 60 games in those two years. So that's pretty impressive. After his career, however, he ran into a little trouble. Did he A, commit bank fraud, B, commit grand larceny, C, jaywalk, or D, shoot his wife, challenge a man to a duel, then commit suicide by slitting his own throat? Okay, I'm I'm all D here. <laughs> yeah, and that is a totally true story about Terry Lark. And, of course, all those stories, Dave, are included in every cub ever. Oh. And we wish uh, Jesus... Um, what's his name here? Jesus Camargo. We wish you the best. Um, was he going to make the team, or was he just like a no, also I ran so. that? I never heard of him, so I, I'm going to say uh, no. He was not going to make the team. All right, time for another uh, feature. Well, hold on. Huh? I just did. You, you heard about Aloy Jimenez, didn't you? No, no. Well, Aloy from the White Sox. Oh, he, yeah, he got hurt, right? Yeah, he got hurt. He's out for pretty much the whole season. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame. 
That's the one you guys got in the uh, the Jose Quintana trade, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we dip into our voluminous, mm-hmm. uh, almost endless archives. We have so much material there. And I just happened to notice uh, in the news this week, Dave, that uh, our old friend Paul Michael Michael Glazer is celebrating a birthday. He was 78 years old this week. Has has his birthday already happened? Because I email him fairly regularly. When was his birthday? I think it's today. Oh, I I got to get off. I'll hurry up so I can (laughs) send him the email. I know. You actually do email him, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a very nice guy. He's an artist. You're Mr. Um, friendly. I, I am you friendly. Know, you're, you're, a, you're an excellent networker. Um, so hey, one I, of the re- people, I regularly email Anthony Scaramucci. I, know I you forward do. you on some of those. Me, I know. me and the Mooch are actually pretty tight. He's actually emailed me a couple of unsolicited emails like, hey, did you see this or whatever? So <laughs> we're actually, me and the Mooch are actually pretty tight. I uh, like that. That's awesome. <laughs> well, if you remember our interview with uh, Mr. Glazer, it was a few, couple of years ago, and we mm-hmm. talked to him about our favorite show, Starsky and Hutch. Now, you, uh, if you remember right, loved the car. I loved something else. Uh, let me play that clip for you, and uh, and I think we can uh, go back into time and enjoy it. Here we go. <laughs> you guys were huge stars, obviously. You know, David, David, and uh, and you. But probably maybe not quite as big of a star. That car, the Grand, the Ford Grand Torino. I mean, I was a, I don't know, I was like twelve years old yeah. at the time, and I'm just like, man, that car is that so red awesome car with the with the white stripe right, yeah. on it. It and was it, the coolest thing. You broke a few traffic laws too, if I remember correctly, <laughs> while you were driving. Did you ever? What, did you ever get to really drive the car? I mean, it looked like you did. I did. I, I did a fair amount of the driving. Uh, Charlie Paterni, who was our stunt coordinator. Uh, you know, uh, filled me in on what I couldn't do and told, you know, taught me a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of the driving. <laughs> David was a little beside himself sometimes because, uh, you know, we were on a, we had a bench seat. We didn't have bucket seats. Oh, oh. really? And so, right. So if I took a hard left, hard right turn. <laughs> He's in your lap, right? Lap. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was good that you're close then, right? You got a good working relationship. You know, I, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you how big of a fan I was of this show. I not only watch the show in German every week, I bought the books. Do you remember this? They were Starsky and Hutch books, which were like PG-13 novelized versions of episodes of the show, I guess. And one year, I, do you remember those? Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> See, this is something. Well, Rick still has them in his yeah. mom's basement. I he'll, do. Say, he'll send them to you. I do. And you probably got no money from that either. But anyway, one year I that tried. Would be correct. <laughs> I tried to submit one of those as a as like a book report in junior high, and the and the teacher said that it did not qualify as literature. <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> so maybe you weren't missing anything by not reading the books. But I enjoyed them well, when I was 13. Well, I still yeah. see, you know, when we go to like a, a garage sale or whatever, a Starsky and Husk, Hutch, uh, you know, lunchbox or something, or, you know, it's, there was the merchandise, there was a ton of stuff out there. Yeah, there was a lot of merchandise going on. Um, which is what they do, yeah. you know. And at that time, 
you know, there was only three networks. Right. So, uh, did so you get a piece? Of, a did you get a piece of any of that? Well, let's say I took the producers to court after the first uh-huh. year because they were playing their games, and um, I, uh, uh, you know, subsequently, uh, I, 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 I didn't do too well. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I think we we owe it to uh, send these books contracts. to you. Yeah. So that's. that's if you'd like to hear the whole guy. thing, it's on our uh, Manushman Celebrity interview. There is, <clears throat> it's episode number forty nine. If you want to go look for it. All right, Dave. We have so much more show coming up. Are you still there? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I'm looking at my meter. I was just looking at my meter. It's still going. Lovely still Rita going. meter made. Uh, coming up in the uh, next uh, part of the show, Dave has a story to share. Uh, I'm going to uh, find out just how much of a dad we both are and uh, and more. There's so much more, but you have to stick around because it's up after this. This week on Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, we talk with Adam Greenberg, Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, an Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we talk about those cool little hidden features that could be on your car, and they're called Easter eggs. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for this story and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lozano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, fashion full paws like cargo shorts. I am glad you mentioned full paw because we will also reveal the best ways for survival in Paris. Was that a Parisian accent? I was just that weird. I have a bad cold. That and texting tips on the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Bonsoir. <laughs> Adios. And we're back. All right, David, what do you got? Well, first, you know, when I'm during the break, I'm, I sent an email to, to Starsky, wished him a happy birthday, and asked him about the intake manifold on the Grand Torino. <laughs> good, good. Way to tie it all hey, in. Hey, do you have... I'm sorry. We're going to tie sorry, it all in. Yeah, just uh, I'm gonna, and I'm going to tell him about. Oh, I got to send him another email and tell him about the the TV in your garage too. Maybe he'll come by, right? And, Maybe he'll and he'll, tell he'll, him he'll when he dies. I'll do his obituary. <laughs> um, how old is he? Seventy-eight. Yeah, I'm not mentioning. <laughs> uh, hey, do you have the Florida jingle? I do not. Handy bench. I do not. You don't. Okay. Well, sorry. Thanks. Great show, great show for up there. Um, well, as you know, election fraud has been out of control recently, right, Rick? Yeah. Um, there, and oh. there's, and here's more evidence that our embattled democracy is hanging on for dear life, with a dubious election integrity is at fault. Granted, sure, Sidney Powell's lawyers are arguing that that no reasonable per, no reasonable person would ever believe anything that she said but I'm going to not digress and I won't mention that all right no but that, this is out of yeah. this is out of Florida assistant principal and daughter of the accused are accused of hacking homecoming election the assistant principal of a Florida elementary school was arrested along with her teenage daughter 
after authorities said they hacked a high school's homecoming election. Laura Rose Carroll, who works at Bellevue Elementary School in Pensacola, and her 17-year-old daughter are accused of using Carroll's credentials to gain access to student records at the Escambia County District's focus system. Agents with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement uh, began investigating in November where they were seeing like a ballot dump in the middle of the night. I'm not kidding. They were kind of investi- similar to investigating this. <laughs> they were investigating. I guess they didn't pull the trigger while it was happening. Okay. Uh, and and the mother and daughter were were arrested, um, or an affidavit or a um, a uh, injunction was. Um, what do they call served an injunction was mm-hmm. served mm-hmm. to invalidate the homecoming election results um, this is not the first time Rick that oh. a homecoming election had some oh. uh, dubious right I know where you're going with this uh, uh, why don't you tell everybody where I'm going with this because uh, in 1985 at the University of Illinois recently uh, kicked out of the NCAA tournament yeah. um in 1985, the heyday of uh, University of Illinois, uh, a young uh, Rick and a young Dave ran for homecoming king and queen as a wacky, mm-hmm. a wacky radio stunt. Yep. And we got, according to our inside sources, several hundred votes. Yeah, yeah. Which would have put us on the court. It would have. But but they, they uh, I would say... Alleged, illegitimately voided those ballots, don't you think? They put their I mean, the pe- thumb on the on on the uh, weights of uh, of justice, just justice, right? Exactly. And would that not? I mean, this story's kind of fun as it is, but wouldn't think about how awesome if it would have been if we would have been in the what was that Grand Torino or whatever it is that they <laughs> they parade around the stadium, you know, at, at halftime or whatever they did. Yeah, and me and you would be arm in arm waving. Wouldn't that not have been a better story? Yeah. Uh, for the record, I was the king and you were the mm-hmm. queen. Yeah, I went home for the weekend to visit my mom because I, you know, loved my mom and called yes. her three times a day. Uh-huh. Um, so I was visiting, my, and when I came back, the uh, you had a you had taken the liberty of uh, making me the queen, and didn't we put a, like a big ad in the newspaper? Right? We the did. Station put a yep. Uh, and uh, our our big tagline was, let's face it, you don't care anyway. <laughs> and I think that's why we got the votes. <clears throat> All right. I have a thing for you, Dave. And you know how um, those progressive commercials with the uh, with the guy teaching parents how not to turn into their own parents? Oh, Dr. Rick? Those are so freaking funny. Oh, they are so funny. I've been trying to get him. I've been trying to get the actor on. Oh, uh, have you? The show. Yeah, I have not had any luck, but I would love to get. He's from actually studied at Northwestern. Oh, I didn't know that. But every mm-hmm. time I see those, I think to myself, "They're I'm not. That's not quite me yet." And then somebody sent this to me. It's called "How Dad Are You," and it uh, it was a little uh, a little eye opening for me. For instance, tell me if you've ever said any of these things. All right, <laughs> when a cashier is having trouble scanning an item. Have you ever said, mm-hmm. I guess it's free then? <laughs> Have you? Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Be honest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, when your kid takes a little too long in the bathroom, have you ever gone up to the door and said, 
Did you fall in? <laughs> everything, everything all right in there? Yeah. Have you done that? All uh, right. Yeah. When somebody mistakes the left for the right hand, have you ever said, no, the other right? Oh, you know, my my 18-year-old Lila, so when we were at the university, when we were going on our college tour, yeah. and she she was using the direct, or she was doing the Google direction, she would say left, and then I would turn left, she goes, no, no, left, and she, she doesn't quite get, she still doesn't really know her left from her right. Yeah. That's I mean, funny. she she kind of does, but at 75 degree, or at 75 miles per hour, she doesn't. So, uh, yeah. go on, I'm sorry I interrupted. Well, all right, so you have done it too, right? Yeah. Have you ever said, when somebody leaves the door open, have you ever said, I'm not paying to heat the whole neighborhood? <laughs> and in the summer, it's I'm not paying to air condition the whole neighborhood. Yeah, I've said, sure. After declining an additional warranty protection, <clears throat> have you ever said, that's how they get you? <laughs> yep. I still yeah, I say that all the time. I, so, I mean, every one of those. I do every single one of those. Right. I've said them all. And I, I, um, I pointed this out to my sons when this came in, and they gave me a few other ones. <clears throat> Would you like to hear the ones that I do? Sure. Sure. Well, first of all, I'm a I'm a big what's that on your shirt guy. <laughs> Always have been. Um, but the one that drives them the most crazy is when they're trying when they're complaining about something. I'll look at them in the most serious way and I'll say, "You know what a famous philosopher once said?" I do the I do the little violin. Do you ever do that? Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I'm doing here? I'm playing the world's lost smallest violin. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's good to be complete caricatures of ourselves, isn't it? Yeah, you know what I um, what I sometimes, when my kids go, hey, what's up? I go, well, sky, moon, and stars. <laughs> what time is it? Time to get a watch. <laughs> uh, and it, with the twins, actually, you don't have the joy of having twins and all the dad jokes you could do with twins. Um, whenever, whenever, so you know, I'd always say, uh, or whenever it goes, hey, are they twins? I'd always say, yeah, we got a Groupon. Yeah. You know, they loved that. I always flop out that one of them are spare parts. You know, <laughs> that's, good. Uh, that's good. Oh, and one one other thing that I used to do, and nobody ever caught this or mentioned anything. I'd be asked when the kids were really little, the twins were really little, um, are they twins? And I'm like, yeah, Aaron's 14 months and Julia's 17 months. And nobody ever, no one ever batted an eye. They're like, oh, they're really cute. No one ever did the math that Michelle was in, you know, 17 weeks of labor. Oh, God. That's, uh, I almost busted a flam shooter. <laughs> oh, we just are so... Uh, so old. All right. So, Dave, if people tune into the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview uh, this coming Wednesday, what are they going to find there? Well, you just you just mentioned Dr. Rick and the Geico, or that was a progressive commercials, not Geico commercials. Yeah. But in during the NCAA, all you seeing are Geico ads, right? Geico. I mean, yep. there's there's tons of Geico ads. And a little while ago, we um, had the good fortune of interviewing John Lair, who was one of the original cavemen yeah. of the Geico commercials. And he does a podcast now, and he's been in movies and uh, television programs, so we are going to talk to him. 
Yeah, here's a little clip of what that might sound like. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. John Lair. I go to the valley. I, I find myself in a bathroom in this Moyle's house. He says a couple of Jewish blessings. Yeah. There's blessing. Jews have blessings for everything, yeah. even sticking a needle into right. a penis. Yeah. And he sticks the needle in, hurts like hell, no blood. So he does it again. Oh. He needs to get a drop of blood. So he does it. And then he takes a piece of gauze and ties it around the shaft of my penis. Uh, like in a uh, half knot. Yeah, I'm everybody, like, everybody listening to this is absolutely right. cringing right now. I know. Everybody's turtling. Well, well, all the women are snickering. All the guys are. Yeah, you know. the women are like, this is great. Right. Like he tied it in a bow. Essentially. <laughs> like who does Happy that? birthday, honey. Yeah, and my wife just Wraps it like a present. Oh, <laughs> but um, this one I've always wanted. It was so bizarre. It was so trippy as hell. If you'd like to hear the entire interview, I go to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. You can find it at Radio Misfits. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, Opie Shows, wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with OpieShows.com. Opie is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H, shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Manushman. This Opie podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opieshows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, a couple of big draws were announced this week, Adam. Yes, FA Cup, Champions League, got semifinals, quarterfinals, lots of potential for these matches. And we talk about that on this week's Free Kicks. You can find it on Spotify, opieshows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. This is Stick to Everything with Paul and Banks. And I'm Larry Hawley as we talk about the three stages of March, beginning first with the anniversary of the pandemic. Then I cover the culture of the Emerald Isles and St. Patrick's Day. One of the happier days of the year. And we have a pretty emotional one last sip. So be sure to tune in to this edition of Stick to Everything. Listen to Stick to Everything podcast with Larry Hawley and Paul and Banks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio. Radio Misfits.